Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Kyle. Hey, James. We're locked in till noon on ESPN 1320. Um, what are we doing here? Why isn't this turning down? You're good. Let's run with this thing. Huh. That's very odd that that, it, it, uh, that, that didn't turn down. Okay. All right. I got to go talk to Jonathan about that. <laughs> um, good morning. Hello, James. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I guess we got feedback in the chat. Oh, yeah, no, that's my fault. All of these things are, like, we're working through So much is happening right now. This is the first week we've been in studio together for the full week. Mm Mm-hmm. And my responsibilities at the other station that I work at have driven me to be in here much later than I would normally like. Yeah. Which gets the show off on a weird foot. But anyways, we're locked in now. We are. I got, I, so we're going to, we'll talk, the Kings got a little bit of help in the, in the, in the standings last night. They, uh, they got some help from the Cavaliers. We'll talk about that. <clears throat> they did not get some help from the Knicks who got smoked by the Pelicans. We will talk about that. Um, the Warriors beat the Wizards. I, I don't, we, Golden State is very much in the rear view, but close enough that you got to kind of keep half an eye on it. My takeaway from that game though, was the Wizards. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have a, a look ahead to Kings Nuggets as the Kings going for the season sweep of the defending champs. Oh. <laughs> sweep. So we're going, brooms. We got We got a ton of stuff to dive into, but first. I got cats when I lived in Arizona. <laughs> that and sounds like a, you... You, what? like, got some sort of disease. Just so you know. I, I, got, I got cats. cats. Like, I, I'm sorry you have cats. <laughs> That's horrible. Like, Talk to your doctor. Do you put a cream on that? Cats. Like, I'm not sure how you deal with <laughs> I've got cats. 
So, so I, 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 part of the reason I got cats, so I wanted to get a dog. Okay. Okay. I, I like, I like both. I'm not one of those people that's staunchly one way or the other. I like, I like both cats and dogs. We Sue are, me. we are pro dog. We have three. Sure. We have, of course, sure. a, a big golden. We've got a, a little fat pug and we've got a corgi that's a nightmare. I am also pro dog. I like dogs very much. Okay. But I lived in Arizona. I was gone a lot, either traveling home or just out and about, you know, living my life. I was 24, 25 years old. And I lived in a I lived in a small apartment. The chatty house is loving that there's cat chat. Yeah. So go dude. for it. Hey, I just found out why that thing was not turning down in my headphones. We're good. Oh. This is just a mess. Okay, so <laughs> so I got I, I, I lived in a seven hundred square foot apartment. And if you're just tuning in, there'll be sports talk, I swear to God. But I lived in this 700 square foot apartment. Okay. And I was gone a lot. And I'm like, dude, a dog would be miserable. Because I didn't want like a small dog. I wanted a, a dog dog. Like, yeah. a, like a lab kind of dog. And I was like, a dog would be miserable here. I don't have, I don't have a lot of like, I'm, I'm gone. And then I'd have to have people watching it or I have to take it with me. And I just don't want to do that to a pup. Uh-huh. Cats, though, you can leave cats for a week. And they're like happy that you're gone, kind of thing, right? Yep. So I've I've had cats before, and so I go and I, I long story short, adopt two cats. They're brothers. And part of the reason, a small piece of this was like, when a dog passes away, it is a like life altering event. Oh, it's horrible. John uh, John Stewart in the Daily Show, his his dog recently passed, and this is kind of what made me think about this. And he did a segment about it on his show a couple nights ago. And it's just heart-wrenching. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Dipper. And part of the reason I got cats is like, well, you don't get, like, you love your cats, but you don't get as attached to a cat as you do to a dog. Okay. You, you know, cats are just, they, they, they'll they hide under the bed. They're not as social. They're around. But just kind of, eh. They're not seeking attention. Yeah, right. Dogs do. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. you're not greeting you at the front door. So so I, I, I don't deal with loss particularly well. So I was like, okay. When down the road, whenever this happens, it'll just kind of be, it'll suck, but it'll be a little bit easier to take it. I wound up with the two most dog-like cats of all time. Okay. I go to leave every morning. My fat cat, whether he's sleeping on the bed or is off the bed, he will jump up and he will meow at me until he gets pets. And he flops over, he gets his belly rubs, he plays a little bit, he loves it. My other cat yesterday, my, my smaller cat, the baby cat is what we call him, when I got home, he, he runs down the stairs every day to greet me. And yesterday, he's got his paws up on my legs. He's wants to pick him up. And then when I pick him up, he just like flops over like a baby. And I love my cats so much that I hate them for it. Oh, no. Like when, when I lose one of them, and you know, at, at some point, both of them, I'm going to be distraught. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be devastated. I'm going to take a day off. Like it is going to be, it's going to be tough for your boy. And yeah. I just really that, having pets that, is tough. Having pets is tough. Yeah, like you. It's just that that the grief of of losing yeah. a pet is really hard, and I just can't help because I typically don't consider that. Like I don't. I don't really care about that. And then the John Stewart thing yesterday, and then my cat this morning flopping over, like playing and licking my hand and doing the whole thing. I'm like, you're like a dog. This is not what I wanted. Ugh. We had a corgi for 16 years. Oh my god. He was our baby before we had kids. Oh my god. And then he wouldn't go, and the, and he didn't like the boys. He would hide under the bed. He then oh he at, got jealous. At a certain point, he was blind and he couldn't hear, and so you never knew where he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we sent people over to like take him out one time, and they couldn't find him for like 
45 minutes and he was under the bed sleeping. He just couldn't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was tough. Shout out to everybody's pets. I I love your pets and I love my pets very much. And I am I was just thinking this morning I was like, you know, why couldn't you just be why couldn't you just sleep under the bed like a normal cat and come out every once in a while when you want food? <laughs> And maybe sometimes sit with us where it's like, oh, they're sitting. Oh, they're sitting with us. No, nope. every night on the couch, one cat in a lap, one cat next to me. That's oh, how yeah. they are. Most dog-like cats of all time. Wild. Shout out to Cat and Stefan. Love them very much. All right. Um, Your cat's name is Cat? Well, it's Catrick Willis. Oh. Uh, because Patrick yeah. Willis retired the the week or two before I, I got them. Mm. Yeah. And the other one's Stefan Purry. Yeah. It's just God. they were like the they were when I adopted them, their names were Buddha and Shay. Oh. They they okay. belonged to this this woman who passed away and her son just dropped the cats off at the adoption <laughs> place and was like, Yeah, I don't want these cats. And they were Buddha and Shay. And the lady goes, You're not gonna change your names, are they? Are you? I had decided on the way there. Me and my buddy Randy were like, Hey, we got a sports name these cats. <laughs> <laughs> so we picked out names on the way there. And uh, and the lady's like, you're not going to change their names, are you? And I was like, no, of course not. Why would I ever? Of course not. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> you're Patrick now. <laughs> the worst part is that sounds like a great idea. Like giving your cat sports names or your pet a sports yeah. name. I think it worked better for dogs. Yeah. Like a dog, a dog named named after uh, uh, an athlete makes way more sense than a cat. Named yeah, after totally. An like that just it fits better, right? But it sounds like a great idea until you call the vet. And you're trying to be an adult human in his 30s. And they're like, okay, and what's... what?" I'm like, hey, uh, cats are due for a checkup. Let me bring them in. Okay, and what are their names? <laughs> cat. Uh, just cat. cat. Not Nothing else. Just cat. And <laughs> just man. Oh. Uh, um, that's, that's hilarious. Shout out Pets with, with... If you have Pets with a sports name, hit us up in the uh, in the YouTube chat. YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. Twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. That is ESPN1320 TV. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the insiders. And we're hanging out with you till noon on Sacramento Sports Later. The Sacramento Kings got a little bit of help last night in the standings. Well, they they didn't get help at first because the Pelicans went into New York and the Kings chasing the Pelicans, presently chasing the Pelicans, but that could swing really with with any one game. Currently chasing the Pelicans. uh, Did not get any help from the Knicks. Uh, New Orleans throttled a banged-up New York team on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, the Knicks were on the second night. Yeah, beat them by 23, 115-92. to And then you had a really good game in Cleveland. Dallas, Cleveland. Uh, Dallas, down one, gets a P.J. Washington dunk with 2.6 seconds left off. A pretty sick pass from Luka. And you're thinking, whoop, there goes the Kings' chances to gain any ground the Warriors have already won, so they're not going to gain any separation from them. The Pelicans have already won, not going to gain any ground on them. And now the Mavs are going to win, so the Kings are going to wind up, you know, in the in the eighth seed. Wake up in to, the morning, yeah, they'll be in the eighth. Just just yeah. brutal, right? Uh, but then Max Struess had other ideas. Leave it inbound, just to the left of the Cavs bench. All we need Leave is a deflection. Pass deflected by Mobley, but grabbed by Doncic. Doncic bounced underneath the PJ, and he laid it in with 2.6 to go. Cavs out of timeout. Struess into Mobley. Back to Max. Half-court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! Yeah, Max Struess from 60 feet 
cashes it, nothing but net, and the Cleveland Cavaliers somehow escape with a 121-119 win over the Dallas Mavericks. The Kings stay half a game above Dallas for the number seven seed. They're a game back of the Pelicans, who are currently the number five. I absolutely love the call. It's so good. Because he was he was he was yelling mm-hmm. you know, twice. He he gives two big punches and then He lays out. Let the crowd let the crowd tell the story. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely we, love we just, it. We just talked about that yesterday. Laying out. Let the crowd take it. Let the action on the court be the thing. Yeah. I I do you know, like when I listen to baseball, there are some guys that forget that we're not watching the game. Mm-hmm. They just think that they're. It's almost like they've done too yes. much TV, mm-hmm. and you know, like there, there is a particular A's announcer that never seems to remember that he's trying to tell a story, that we're not watching what he is, <laughs> and it gets really frustrating. Like, hey man, we need to know if the where that ball went. Right. Like, was it a foul ball or was it fair? Right. Right. And it takes way too long, but that to me was perfect. Yeah, just a, an excellent call and an incredible shot by Max Struess that uh, keeps the Kings half a game up on the Mavericks. They are a half game back of the Phoenix Suns, and we will continue scoreboard watching uh, as the as the rest of the season plays out because what the Kings don't necessarily control their own destiny here. I, um, I guess theoretically they do. If they win out, they'll be in the playoffs. But yeah. they're, they're at some point going to need some help, and so we will continue tracking that uh, throughout the year. That's why the Max Drews buzzer beater is why sports are the best thing. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, like the the opportunity for a win like that, yeah. you know. And I've got to see so many, you know, good and bad. But sure, it feels like for me more often than not during the, my time covering the Kings, even though they're not very, good, they were not very good most of the time. Mm-hmm. They had more buzzer beaters and were hit against them. Yeah, yeah, it kind of feels like that. I can think of there was the Bogdan Bogdanovich one against the Lakers. Just that was. A, Four or five years ago, yeah, and I mean, you had the the putback dunk in Miami oh, by De'Aaron yeah, Fox. Yep. You had De'Aaron Fox over <laughs> Embiid mm-hmm. uh, against Philly. Um, my my first year covering the team was the incredible Tyrese uh, Tyreek uh, oh, Evans Memphis. Uh, against Memphis, yeah. and that was incredible. That and was like three quarter court. That was deep. They had us, uh, yeah. The old at Arco. My first year, I was up in a box, mm-hmm. and the ball came right at us. And I remember me and Zach Harper were watching it, and both of us start leaning like, "Oh, that's got a shot," because it was curving. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, "Oh, that's got a shot," and boom, whole entire place lights <laughs> up. Tyreek jumps up on the scoreboard. Dante Green is walking out on the court as it le- leaves his hand, like, "Oh, that's in." Yeah, like the whole entire scene is crazy. Tyreek almost knocked the scores <laughs> table over. Jason Jones is holding his legs so he doesn't fall yeah. because the table's shaking and Tyreek is up on the scores table. Like oh it was nuts. Yeah, that was a good one. Just bedlam. Yeah, you see a team hit a layup with two point six seconds left to take the lead. Other team doesn't have any timeouts. You're like, oh, that's ball game. Yeah, like they're gonna try and heave a pass. They're gonna get knocked down. This game's over. And then, nope. Look at that. Yeah, Cavs gonna win. Helps the Kings. Uh, the Kings can help themselves tonight. They are in Denver to take on the Denver Nuggets. Can they get a season sweep of the defending champs? We'll talk about that next on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Clear. Clear. Um, there's also Scalabi Sierra, three-pointer for a win. Scal hit a... Who's that against? Scal? Yeah. Uh, I think it was against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. 
James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. <laughs> we just listed off like 10 recent in the last decade or so game winners by the Kings. Oh, Those yeah. Uh, you know, one of my favorite, and I know this is kind of strange, but the, the Chemezi Metu corner three, there was no time. So De'Aaron Fox drove to the hoop, fired a ball on a line oh, to Chemezi yes. Metu, yes. who caught it and released it in, in one corner. motion. Yeah. But for me, that was one of the, the moments where Fox showed leadership in a different way. Yeah. Where he put faith in somebody. That like I don't think anyone else in the gym would have said, "Hey, throw it to that guy in the corner who's wide messy. open." Like <laughs> everyone's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, yes, but uh, absolutely spectacular. All right, that's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. The Sacramento Kings looking for the season sweep of the Denver Nuggets tonight in Denver. Tip off for that one set for six o'clock. De'Aaron Fox officially questionable after. He and Jaime Jaquez knocked knees on, what night was that? What day is it? Monday night? That was Monday night. Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Yesterday was Tuesday and the Kings did not play. Okay. The Kings play tonight. Tonight. Against? The Denver Nuggets. In? Denver. Denver. Got it. We got it. Ball Arena. Ball Arena. Yeah. That's right. It was a Pepsi (laughs) Center forever. I'm not, I don't know. So if let's let's real quick because that's that's kind of a big deal. If if De'Aaron Fox were to not play, is it Davion Mitchell? Is it Keon Ellis? I can't imagine Malik Monk would enter the starting lineup. That'd be that's a really good question because I'm gonna say it's Davion because Keon has been out of the rotation. Yeah, but maybe maybe Mike Brown goes a different way and goes Keon Ellis. I don't know. I, I mean, you're looking at a team that has. A lot of like bigger guards, like mm-hmm. big strong guards. Uh, although I do think Davion would be fine against Jamal Murray, so yeah. I think it's uh, it's a good question because every time the Kings have played Denver this year, Denver has missed somebody. Like mm-hmm. somebody hasn't played, yeah. whether it's Michael Porter or whether it's uh, whether it's Jamal Murray or Contavious Caldwell Pope. One of their starters has been out every single game, and that does not look like it's the case this time. Yeah. But I want to see what Mike Brown does because the current trend is for him to go with Davion Mitchell. Davion's mm-hmm. been playing a lot more lately, and I'm going to guess that that's where he would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would assume so too, especially against the Nuggets team where I, I although man, Keon Ellis's length might might matter on the perimeter. Well, you could also you could go Chris Duarte, and you could oh, yeah. go like two bigger guards. Hmm. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Like, I, I think that that'd be interesting too. But I, I'm going to guess that Mike would start with Davion, yeah, and whether he plays 30 minutes or whether he plays 18 minutes will be dictated by probably more how Malik Monk plays than anything else. The Kings 3-0, and and I want to talk about Malik Monk in a bit, but you mentioned that the Kings are 3-0 and against Denver this season, but Denver was on a back-to-back twice, and then the game where the Kings were on the back-to-back the Nuggets sat Jamal Murray and Contavious Caldwell Pope. Almost for no reason because it was the day before the... Yeah, it's just like an extra all-star rest. break. Yeah, very yeah. odd. I mean, they got to keep Jamal Murray healthy. That's that's priority probably number one for for Denver. Yeah, um, I would I would agree. I want to talk about Jamal Murray specifically coming up in a bit, but you mentioned Malik Monk just now. 
and not 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 in the in the space of him starting. He's going to be the sixth man, but he is struggling bad. And the fact that the Kings have still managed to play well despite Monk struggling, particularly from beyond the arc, yeah, is I I think a, a overall a a good thing. But if the Kings are going to make some kind of push and some kind of of run this year, Monk has to he has to be better than he's been. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, every season Monk has had sort of this downturn, and we saw it mm. in in late uh, January where you know he went through a stretch where he was really scuffling. And right now, I mean, I'm going to say he's he's struggling, but you know, over his last four games, he's still averaging I don't know what. 14, 15 points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe, no, he's down to 12 over his last four games. But the problem that you have is he's he's shooting 38.3% from the field and 16.7% from three. The three-point issue has has become like pretty substantial, and it's it's been a long-term issue. It, it's not like some short-lived thing where he's struggling from three. So he's got to figure it out. I think this is, again, like a midseason swoon where somebody's lost his legs a little bit. Um, but over his last 13 games, he's shooting 29.9% from three. And he's got to get better. Uh, he's yeah. got to figure it out. And um, especially in a game like this, where if Fox doesn't play, you need Monk to be so dynamic and take over for long stretches and really get this thing rolling. Yeah. I, I, I like when Monk gets downhill. In fact, I think that's probably the best version of him mm-hmm. and the best version of the Kings offense when he's on the floor. But at the same time, you can't just be a, a non-factor from beyond the arc. That's just, that's not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? 20, you have 15, 13% over the last five? Yeah. Oof. No, it's bad. Yeah. Um, I'd say the one good thing about Malik, though, is that when it isn't, when the shot isn't falling, mm-hmm. I mean, he's three of 18. So, but 18 shots yeah. over, I mean, that means he's averaging like four and a half threes a game. He yeah. understands his three-point right. shot isn't going in, mm-hmm. and so he pulls back. There are some guys who are like, oh, I don't care. And I want to make it clear, it's not that he overall is playing poorly. Yeah. Like he had, uh, the, the other night against against Miami, he, he didn't play well. He didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. But before that, he had 12 points, five assists against, against the Clippers. He had 21 and two with a couple of steals against San Antonio. Uh, he had 22 and six against in that loss to Phoenix. Like he's still producing, just not from from three. But yeah. The be, and the and the best version of him is where he's where he's cashing from three. The good news with Malik is I, <laughs> of all the players on the Kings roster, he is the one I am worried about the least in terms of his confidence. Oh no, he that, he's that guy. Be fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be absolutely fine. He knows that. Yeah, but he also he's when you talk to him, he he definitely. Like feels it. Like he knows oh, yeah, when no he's doubt. struggling, he's not a player who's like, "Oh no, I'm fine. I'll just shoot right at me." Like, no, no, I'm I'm struggling. I got it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll get back yeah. to who I was, and yeah. we'll be all right. Yeah. So he he is a self aware player, which is which is refreshing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't want him out there like, nah, shoot or shoot, shoot or shoot. Well, that's, well, that's I mean, true. But come I on, I did man. cover Buddy Hield for like six years. Uh, buddy can buddy can shoot it though. Just, yeah, but there, you know how many games else is... like the one of thirteen <laughs> three points. That's what you're talking about. Well, there's no self awareness. Like, yeah, like the laws of averages aren't gonna catch up tonight, buddy. Yeah, they're not, they're not, not. not tonight. Yeah, they're not. You, tomorrow you might go five of seven. Tonight you're one for ten. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna finish five for fourteen. No, 
Yeah, he's not going to catch fire and, and like all of a sudden you're like, hey, look, there he is. Yeah. No. All right. I do want to talk about Jamal Murray, which uh, we can do coming up. And then we've also got some keys to a Kings victory, of course, coming up for you as well. That's James. I'm Kyle. We got more Kings coming up on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Could have been worse. Could have been way worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. We're yeah, fine. We're good. <laughs> Let's do it, Kyle. My mental clock is uh, a, a tick or two off today. <laughs> it happens on occasion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you know, you, there are mornings where you get up and, like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, you you get all your stuff done. You look at the clock and you have, like, 20 minutes before you, before you really need to leave. And then there's other th- those other days where you think that everything's moving really smoothly. You look at the clock and you're like, "Oh no, it's eight fifteen. I should have left five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, and I'm not ready at all." Yeah, yeah. It's life is weird, it, Kyle. Get ready like normal. Get out of bed at a normal time. Getting ready like you think normal. You go down and you're like, "Yeah, all right. I got time to make some coffee." And you turn around and you're got to go ten minutes ago. Yeah, man, not good. Not a wor- not a lot of worse ways to spend the day because then you're just rushed from the top. I, I totally funny. agree. I. I I do take my 16-year-old to high school on most mornings now, and there are days where, like, I go, I make sure he's awake, and when I go to wake him up and make sure he's awake, the his alarm on his phone sounds like a foghorn, like, blaring, and he's just, it's right next to his face, and he's just sleeping he's right 16? through 16? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had the same problem. So I, I, like, wake him up, like, hey, up, and yeah. then he's like, yeah, I'm awake, I'm awake, and I get to the point now where it's like, 
No, I need to see you standing. Feet on the floor, yeah. Standing. <laughs> you will be standing, but because last week I, I, I did the same exact thing. I came, I, I, I went in, I got got ready for work, got dressed, came out. It's like 8, 10, 8, 12. We're supposed to leave. He's got to be at high school. He's still sleeping. Like Oh, my God. And then I got to battle him. I got to battle him right. for changing clothes. I got to battle him for brushing his hair. I got to battle him for brushing his teeth. Then oh. he ends up being a minute late to his first class, and his mom's got to call and make some excuse. Sorry. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so because now you got now and you then got, I'm rushed. Right. Now you got somebody too. You got a you got a teenager who is tired, who is now rushed because they've gotten they've woken up late. Now they're and so they're gonna be angsty on top of that. Oh I don't hair, begrudge I don't begrudge that one bit. His hair's all matted and I'm like, dude, I think your problem hair. in the morning. Yeah. I want to remind everybody the purple and black pregame show, that's with uh, James Hammond myself. Uh, is tonight at 5.30. That'll be just ahead of the Kings 6.07 tip in Denver. And then tomorrow on ESPN 13.20 at 6.30 p.m., Miami at Denver will have that game for you on these airwaves, the Heat against the Nuggets, a finals rematch. Uh, We are your home for NBA basketball, the play-ins, playoffs, and the finals. Ooh. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Jamal Murray. Yeah, it's intriguing, I, right? He is a fascinating player because when I when I think of the top point guards in the NBA, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander, it's De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young comes to mind, Damian Lillard comes to mind, Steph Curry, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton, of course, Luca. If you count him as a point guard, I think I think he's technically a point guard. Yeah. Uh, but with Kyrie there, Kyrie's a point guard. But okay, throw one of the two Dallas guys in there. Yep. That uh, Jalen Brunson is is way up there. There are so many, and I don't for some reason I never think of Jamal Murray in that in that tier of player. But I I think he probably belongs there. But then you go look and he's not. It's not like he averages thirty a game. It's not like he's this spectacular defender or. And he's just a he's a really, really good player who happens to play really, really well off of Nikola Jokic. No, I totally agree. I'm confused by where you would put him as well. Because he's good enough that he should be much higher. His statistical like productivity should be much higher than it is. He's twenty one, four and six. Yeah. He he misses a lot of games, um, you know, after having knee surgery and, and having like a catastrophic knee injury. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that that's part of the problem. Um, he did play 65 games last year, which is pretty good for a guy who had missed the entire season before, mm-hmm. but I don't know where to put him. And he's, I, I think we have a really high opinion of him because he's so good in the playoffs. Like, yes, over, I th- that's definitely it. Over the last couple of years, he's been really, really good in the playoffs. But outside of that, I just think he's. He's probably, I mean, he's top 15, probably. At, at his position? At his position. Oh, yeah. No, de- definitely at his position. But well, you say that, but you just named off how many point guards? <laughs> well, but, but, but it's like, I said Trey Young. I'm, I'm taking him over Trey Young for sure. Well, I don't know. I mean, Trey Young is, a, yeah, he historically is a walking double double. I mean, whether, and he's a guy who made it to the, to the, the Eastern Conference finals. 
I mean, yeah. it's not like he's never won. I, you're, you're not taking him over Kyrie. You're not taking him over. I mean, if Jaw Morant is healthy and right, oh, Jaw's another one. You're taking Jaw over him. Jalen Brunson, you're taking over him. Darren Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Steph Curry. Over his last three seasons. This is, and this is where like the whole player rankings thing gets interesting. Yeah. Because you talk about Trey Young being a walking double double, and he is like Trey Young is a playmaker, is just outrageous, right? But then you get a guy like Jamal Murray, who in his last three regular seasons, so he missed all of 21 22 and then and then uh, almost half of 2021 because of that ACL tear. In those three years that he's played, he's averaging 20 and a half points with four boards and 5.8 assists. So call it six. Shoots 46.6% from the field and 40% from three. His last two playoff runs, he goes to 26 points, five rebounds, seven assists. He shoots 48.8% from the field and 42.3% from three. On volume. It's not like he did. He averages 20 field goal attempts a game. And that's where I, is, I, I want that. Like, I want that player who's going to level up like that in the postseason. But the larger sample size, the 82-game sample size, says that, yeah, no, he's in the top 12 to 15 Yeah, I mean, I think that that's where, like, if you put everybody who's who we believe is a top-tier point guard, that's where he'd kind of fall. Like, do we give Devin Booker a point guard nod? Because I think probably I think he's the point guard for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah, you have to, I guess. You know, and like we're not gonna say, hey, you know, Tyus Jones is is above Jamal Murray. I'm not saying something crazy like that, but like he's not. I don't even know if he reaches like fringe All Star player. So this is, and this is what right, like because of his because of his numbers. But then you watch him, and you're like, wow, that's a really good player. Yeah, I mean, I, I always felt the same about Mike Connolly. Like, you watch him and you're like, hey, that's a really good player. Mm-hmm. But I, I almost have a higher opinion of Mike Connolly, like, in his heyday than I do of Jamal Murray. Really? I, I think, like, defensively he was better. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like the impact that he had on the court, sure. Did you know? We did you even mention Damian Lillard? Yeah, like, I did. Yeah, like, there's a lot of guys here. So the, I just pulled up. They were accessible. I don't think this is the be-all and end-all. I'm just using okay. this as an example. The Ringer's top 100 NBA ranking. Yep. They have Jamal Murray 19th. Overall or overall. at point guard? At point guard? Overall. Overall. Of all the players in the sport, Jamal Murray is the 19th best player. No. He is one behind De'Aaron Fox. He's sandwiched between De'Aaron Fox and Damian Lillard. That's crazy. He's also ahead of, here's, so he's 19. Here's the rest of the top 25, starting at 20. Dame, Paul George, Bam, Sabonis, Trey Young, James Harden. But that's like severe recency bias. And what I mean by that is that they watched him in the playoffs and then <sighs> jacked his rate, his rating way up because of what they saw in the playoffs. Yeah, it's literally, the there's like, you can do deep dives in this. It's it's kind of a like cool setup how they have it. They have their NFL draft guide the same way. But it says cold-blooded champion who knows how to meet the moment. Okay. I don't know what that means. Like I know I know what it means obviously. And it's the same but I I feel the same way about Jimmy Butler, I think. I always leave Jimmy Butler out of the superstar conversation. 
Like he, I just think he's kind of a tier tier below that, the tier or two below that superstar. But then you go watch him in the playoffs, and you're like, man, I don't know how many guys I would rather have in a seven game series than Jimmy Butler. No, I, that's true. And I, I get, and that's I guess where where the whole rankings thing gets gets interesting, because if you're if you're taking guys in the in the for what they do in the postseason, what they have or have not done in the postseason, then I I, I guess fine but <sighs> that's tough I, I i put jamal murray really in the same category as like i think he's he's probably a little bit better but i, I don't know if it's much mm-hmm. cj mccollum like, that's kind of where he's at like the fact that he's done it in the playoffs like okay i think he's i think that's hmm I mean, CJ. I wonder how career? I wonder how I would view I wonder how I would view CJ CJ McCollum if he had played for like Golden State. Okay, where he's and I just or or the Rockets or no, not the Rockets. He would have made the Rockets better. Was the point I was trying to get at? I if he had been on a championship team. Well, yeah, but I mean, again, point. he's the guy who took his team to the Western Conference Finals. He was like, Dame did that. Well, yeah, but both of them—they were both there, scoring and being great together. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's—it's funny because you—you you can't separate CJ from Dame it, and leave Jamal Murray with Nikola Jokic and, and not and not separate those guys. You yeah. can't say, well, Dame did it. Like, Dame was the reason. Okay, the reason why the Nuggets won a championship is because Nikola Jokic is there. Right. 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 So uh, I'm trying to look up what's what's McCollum for his career. Nineteen point four. What is he? Um, Thirty-nine point seven. Give me. Oh, I can do that. Let's. So we'll go to his. We'll go through his peak. Twenty fifteen sixteen to uh, his last his last full year in Portland. So this is a what six season stretch. Yeah, six season stretch. He was twenty two. Four and four, basically, on thirty nine point eight percent from three. Yeah, and then in the playoffs over that same stretch, he goes he goes twenty three five and three on thirty eight point three percent. So so a little better, a little worse. Um, man, I just mm, that's an interesting one. McCollum's interesting, and I think that that goes to show why Jamal Murray gets gets rated so highly. Mm-hmm is because of the situation that he's in and that's why I don't know what to do with him. I understand he's really good. I don't I don't knock his game really at all. And his numbers honestly are probably kind of deflated because so much runs through Jokic in that offense. But man, the Jokic Murray two-man game is like impossible. Like what do you do with it? Well, yeah, but I mean De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis, they I mean, Bob Myers told us how much they run everything through Demonis Sabonis. Yeah, and Fox averages twenty-seven a game. They need to go more two-man game. That's a different conversation. Yeah, but. that is a different conversation. <laughs> they do. We need to see more two-man game. Yeah. We, no, I think you're right. I think uh, you're right. I think it's just an interesting uh, discussion because, like, we we took on the I confirmed the, real quick. Jamal Murray's going for like forty tonight. Yeah, because yeah. we <laughs> talked about. It. Yeah, we've talked about the sort of the duos, though, right? We mm-hmm. we did. We broke down like who you would take yeah. this this guy or this two or th- these two mm-hmm. and where Fox and Sabonis ranked in that. I, I, I don't know about you, but like, I, 
Jokic is is an MVP, but I would still like as a tandem. I'm taking Jokic and Murray. Are you? Yes. Well, I mean they've got a yes. ring. Yeah. But they also have the right pieces around them. Yeah, the D- D- Denver's just freaking good, dude. I think they're going to win the finals again. Uh, I, I'm going to, like, if we were guessing today, I'm going to say it won't be Denver, it'll be Boston. But, but Bo- Boston's good as heck, too. Yeah, Boston's really, really good. Do so. they have somebody who can dribble? <laughs> Let me know, Jesse. Is Jesse <laughs> in here yet? I don't he's know. He's not in here yet. Dad. I don't think so. I, he's usually in the, in, the, in, the, in the stream by now. Yeah, I I want I wanted to to compare Jamal Murray to to Brock Purdy at first, oh. where it's like yeah that's a good player, but how much better is he because of his situation? But the difference is is the equivalent to Brock Purdy for Jamal Murray would be like leading the league in assists and being way up there in scoring and being way up there in all the percentages because that's the whole thing with Purdy. It's like how good is he versus the numbers, whereas. Murray, it's kind of the opposite. It's like he's probably a little bit better than his numbers. Huh. Oh. I, a good player, though. Yeah, he is a good player. I'm not saying I'm not trying to take that away from him. I'm just saying he's not... I don't think he's elite. And that's where like some of these other players we're talking about. Uh, the fact that the ringer had him in the top 20, is it, to me, it's crazy. Hmm. Like, he's not an all-NBA player. And, no. and that's the top 15, but he's not. He's not an all-NBA player. No. Has like, he been has he been to an all-star game? No. <laughs> That's kind of nuts. Well, I, I don't I don't know that it's nuts. I mean, like his when you when you think of that team, you think of Jokic and then you don't think of like who their next best player is. I you can say it's Murray, but you're saying it's Murray because of the playoffs. on, on right, any but, given night. Right, but the argument but the argument there is that's what matters. Is Okay, you're good during the regular season, but if you become great during the playoffs. Okay. I mean, if that's the argument you you want to make, I mean, like you have to get to the playoffs and the reason mm-hmm. they get to the playoffs is because of Jokic. Sure. So, but and, then and you look, have this guy who levels up his game in such a way that it it forces people to look if he went into the playoffs and averaged what he does, whatever, 20 four and six or whatever, 20 yeah. points, four boards and six. And he was just kind of the same player in the postseason. I don't think I, this discussion wouldn't be happening. No, he's not. But it's so hard 60. to separate those two things. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, realistically that that's, you wouldn't have him in his top 60. So I, no, I don't probably know. Not. Yeah. Yeah. It, I it's just, tough. I, I do know. I, I do know that 19th is crazy. That's crazy. To put him over Damian Lillard, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick the guards that he's that he's above. This is just guards: Dame, Trey Young, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Tyrese Maxey, John ja Morant, Kyrie, Derek White. Oh well, no, I think you can put him above Derek White. Yeah, I think I think that's probably where we land. But Jalen Brown, and I like Derek White very much. I mean, they're not, not the, the same position, game. but. Like I, I, the way I kind of think of it is, what if you put any of those players alongside Jokic? If you just swap, swapped them out. Yeah, the, the, Luca, fine. Luca, fine. Steph, yeah. Shea, yeah. Devin Booker, Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Yes. Jalen Brunson. Yes. 
Donovan Mitchell, he's not in the same category as Donovan Mitchell. Donovan no, Mitchell is Don, way better Mitchell, player. Mitchell's a ridiculous player. Yeah. Jalen Brunson, yeah. De'Aaron, yes. Dame, yeah. probably better. Yeah. Trey Young is an interesting one. Well, I mean, because Trey is just numbers. Right. And how much can he operate in a in a system where Jokic is doing as much as he does? That's no, a question that's mark for me. Yeah. James Harden? Well, I mean, James Harden before this year, last year, sure. Yeah. But now I, I would take I would take Murray over Harden. Yeah. I just mm. don't think I, I don't think that Harden still has his fastball. How high did Darren Fox get in these rankings this year? You can check the full timeline. Huh. He got as high as fifteenth. Okay. That was in early December. He started out at seventeen. Oh, he was seventeen last year, started at seventeen this year, climbed as high as fifteen, and now he's dropped to eighteen. I would say like league wide, like you have to look at like all NBA mm-hmm. for what it is. All NBA is the best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox was eleventh in voting. Yeah. And Sabonis was 12. Yeah. And so when people hear me say that, well, these are two top 15 players, mm-hmm. and they say, you're crazy. No, I'm not crazy. Yeah. They, they both made all third mm-hmm. team all NBA. They mm-hmm. both made, I mean, that means you're in the top 15 players in mm-hmm. the league. Mm-hmm. Now, there's reasons why some one player wouldn't make it or another wouldn't, all that stuff, you know, whether injury, and now we have like the restrictions on how many games played and all that. But either way, Sabonis, just while we're here. And this is something we were talking a little bit about last night. Sabonis finished last year at 20th in these in these same rankings. And again, not that these are the end-all, be-all, but just using it as a, as a yeah. jumping-off point. Started this season in, in October at 24, then up to 21 in December, and has since gone down to 22 and then 23. Right now? Yes. This season? This season, right now. These were updated February 14th. Two weeks ago. Does our guy, what is it, Steven? Steven, Steven Ruiz. <laughs> does Steven Ruiz do these? No. So this is, and we were talking about this last night. I think I decided it's because there's, Jokic is the only real comp to Sabonis. Yes. And people don't know what to do with it because he doesn't play above the rim. He doesn't shoot a ton of threes. He doesn't block four shots a game. And so, so. People who, who I, I'm assuming the people who do these rankings watch basketball but probably aren't super dialed into Sacramento. They just have this idea and they go, oh, well, he's not, he doesn't physically do anything that, he doesn't jump super high, he doesn't, he doesn't have a high volume of threes, so really what does he, what does he do in the modern game? I, I think there's just a, a, an inability to see Process. a player's, yes, to see a player's impact beyond... Okay, so let a me ask modern, you modern quote unquote center. Where do they have him in December? Twenty first. And where do they have him in January? Twenty second. Okay, so in the month of January, Demonis Sabonis, twenty point eight points, fourteen point five rebounds, and nine assists per game. Check That's this good. out. Check this out. He shot sixty six point five percent from the field. Not bad. And in fifteen games in the month of January, he shot seventy one point four percent from three. Hmm. 71. Not, most guys would take that. Most guys might bump him up <laughs> from yeah. and not bump him down. Yeah, dropped a spot. He dropped a spot. <laughs> the month of February, in 11 games in the month of February, 20.6, 14.1 rebounds, 10.5 assists, mm-hmm. 
He's averaging a triple double. Mm-hmm. He's shooting sixty three point eight percent from the field. He's shooting thirty three point three percent from three, which isn't great. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't get it. I again, like I would be fascinated to see if, if, again, just to test my theory, if Sabonis started shooting. I don't know how many does how many does Cat take a game? How many does Carl Anthony Towns take per game? From oh, three? like nine. Is it is it that? Oh my god! It's, is it, it that many? Maybe eight. Oh my god! So many threes. <laughs> uh, no, he's a five 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 point three attempts a game. Oh, that's it. Yeah. If Sabonis, uh, although there are games where he shoots eight or nine for yeah. sure. If Sabonis started shooting five threes a game, and hit thirty seven percent of them, well, he'd average twenty five a game. Yeah. Maybe twenty six, yeah. but but that's not who the Kings are, and it's not what their offense is. Right. It's not T- totally, and that's that. But that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, is it's really hard. It, it is. It's very hard to cover an entire league and know what every single play. But at the same at the same time, wouldn't you then just revert to the numbers and go, man, this guy's averaging a triple double on a good team. This guy's yeah. leading the league in rebounding. It's really uh, he's leading got the league in triple doubles and. Double doubles. He's at forty straight double what doubles. Odd, what an odd thing. He's at fifty. What the Kings have played? He, he's at fifty three double doubles out mm-hmm. of fifty seven games, mm-hmm. or is it fifty fifty eight games at this yeah. point? Whatever it is, he's got mm-hmm. four games where he didn't have a double double. It's just overthinking. It's it's yeah. If Demonis if Demonis Sabonis was doing this exactly what he's doing this year, exact same thing, no different. Every everything is exactly the same, but doing this in two thousand five. Yeah, we're we're talking about one the of the MVP, right? Because that yeah. is just what. But now it's, yeah. But I, I always there. I've I've told you this in the past. I, I had this boss who only spoke in like stupid, like all all he had was catchphrases. Like mm-hmm. he he literally didn't even like really speak like a human. Mm-hmm. But all he would say is either John Wooden quotes or or quotes from like wherever he he had a quote book. That, that's that all, all he spoke oh in was my quick. god and so he one of his things it, it, which stuck with me is uh figures don't lie liars figure and that's what that is right there the figures don't lie this is one of the best players in basketball yeah. but liars are out there figuring that there's some other reason why sabonis is averaging a triple double and yeah. they're wrong yeah he's averaging a triple double good player because he's a star I mean, we even talked. Uh, like, it's hard to be bad, and and not that they're saying he's bad. He's still twenty third. It's like they're saying he sucks. But <laughs> but you can't drop a guy in the ratings. Yeah. when his numbers go up. Yeah, I don't. That that just not if, how it works, Kyle. If he averaged, even if he was averaging twenty a game, but he was he was taking five threes a game and hit him at a decent clip, I guarantee he would be ranked higher. Okay, so and here's the question I'm going to ask you before we got to go to break. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple minutes. What about sh- where did De'Aaron Fox go from December to January to February? Oh, good. And question. their rankings started at 17 this year. Yep, it was 17th in October. Jumped to 15th in December. Okay, stayed at 15 in January, and dropped to 18th in the latest. February 14th rankings. Okay, so let's just put this in perspective, folks. In the month of December, Fox averaged 29 points per game. 29.3. In in November, 30. 31 in October. The month of January, when they had him drop, what, one spot? 
Fox, uh, three spots. Fox dropped to 22.5 points per game. Seven points per game dropped off his scoring average. All of his numbers across the board plummeted. He shoots 43.4% from the field, 32.6% from three. The one month of the year that that they've plummeted. He's back up to 26 points a game. He's back up to six assists per game. He's shooting 48.7% from the field. All of those numbers are coming back up. But if you don't have a guy drop when his numbers drop, then what what are you what are you basing it off of? Oh, from December to January, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Like, I what don't are know. you basing? I don't know. Kyle, I don't know. Kyle, I hate dude, lists. Doing, doing I hate dude, lists. Doing, doing player rankings is so <laughs> freaking hard. It's so difficult. Yeah, but I did power rankings I, for basketball for years for NBC, and the whole time you're like, okay. What did they look like last week? What did they look like this week? Mm-hmm. Why are they doing are they so trending? well now? Why are they not? Yeah. And I'd write like a three sentence blurb on each team, sure. and I would move teams up and down in the rankings based on how they did. And I'm not going to have a team drop like eight spots because they go zero and three in a week. When you sure. look at their now, if they went zero and three and it was against Detroit, Washington, and mm-hmm. and Portland, yeah, you're you're plummeting. But outside of that, like you've got to be reasonable. I, I don't get. I don't get it. I don't either. It's not science. Yeah, I, I I think it I think it really comes down to people not knowing how to process a the blend of throwback and modern center that Sabonis is. Like I really I I really think that that's like an elite high post player is just not like a. But that's your like job. Something. I know. I know. I don't. I. That, I'd I mean, say it's right. No, but I mean that. It's... I'm trying to find reasons. No, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of the Detroit Pistons, no longer the worst team in the NBA. Oh, they are tied as the worst team in the NBA with the Washington Wizards. How many wins do they have? Nine. Are they the best nine win team in the <laughs> NBA? <laughs> Inside jokes. Inside jokes. Inside jokes for whoever was in Mike Brown's presser a while back. Oh, uh, yeah, Washington. Washington and Detroit. Who's the best nine-win team in the NBA? We'll tell you next on ESPN 13. Uh, no. Um, we'll talk about... Uh, well, maybe we will talk about that a little bit. And I want to try and put some of this King season in perspective because it feels like we're a lot of doom and gloom on this show, particularly me. That's just kind of the the type of, of sports fan I am. But we'll uh, we'll put this into, into some context. And I do actually want to talk about the Wizards briefly. Uh, coming up next in our second hour on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hayne and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 